0: Welcome to the West Steps, a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Tades. Welcome to the West Steps. We are still working from home, um, and staying socially distant from everybody. Uh, And today on the podcast, I have one of my uh, coworkers um, and I'm gonna let her introduce herself.
1: Hi everyone, Um, broadcasting live from my home as well. This is Sarah Hughes. I'm the vice president for research initiatives at the Colorado Children's Campaign. I'm really happy to have this um, virtual human interaction with Beza today at least, (laughs) all of this isolation.
0: How are you guys doing with the um, shelter in place order that just took an effect yesterday?
1: You know, I think like most people, we're just trying to get used to the new normal. We've been hunkering down pretty well for the past couple of weeks. And so we're just trying to continue to do that and keep our sanity while quarantined with To crazy dogs.
0: (laughs) I will take those crazy dogs any day. I'm just surrounded (laughs) by plants at this point. Um, So I think, you know, we all just, it feels a scene out of a movie, and everybody feels, um, at least I feel, and my circle, um, it's just difficult to focus on anything else that's not the coronavirus. but there are some kind of life-changing things that are happening that will impact us for decades to come. And one of them is the census. Um, So why should people care about the census right now?
1: That's an excellent question. And I can completely understand why the census, of all things, might not be top of mind for most people right now when we're all just kind of thinking about our day-to-day survival at this point and trying to keep our families healthy and the news is changing every hour. It is very hard, as you said, to pay attention to something that is not COVID-19. COVID-19 is bad timing for a lot of reasons um, and particularly bad timing for the 2020 census, which kicked off Uh, In most places, including in Colorado, on March the 12th, Um, so just as the pandemic was really starting to hit the States in a big way. Um, And even though it might not be top of mind, it's still really critically important. It's still going on. We're still counting people in the middle of all of this. Even a pandemic is not enough to stop the 2020 census because it's that important. The good thing is that people can still fill out the census from the comfort of their own homes. This year is the first census where people can fill out their questionnaires online or by phone or by mail for folks who do end up getting a paper form. Um, And doing that is really important because the census, as we've talked about on the West Steps before, um, brings billions of dollars in federal funding to states, including to Colorado. And the census is actually really important when it comes to disasters like the coronavirus because uh, a lot of the population counts that come through the census are actually used to distribute federal resources to states. And we know how important those are right now. And so, yes, even though there is this kind of immediate disaster happening, it's really, really critical that we all fill out our census forms from the safety of our own homes um, in the next few weeks to make sure that over the next decade, no matter what the crisis is, whether it's a virus, whether it's wildfires, whether it's flooding, um, that we make sure that Colorado is getting those federal resources that we need in order to make sure that our people are healthy and safe.
0: Um, that's, that's really important to stress. I think this is, um, you know this has long-term implications um, where we count people and how we count them. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about if, um, what the timeline is for completing the census? You just said it started at March, March 12th. Um, how long does it go on? How long do people have to complete the census? Um, what is the timeline like?
1: That's a great question because that's actually changed recently. Um, initially, people had through July 31st to complete their census forms. And if they didn't complete those forms by around early May, um, they could probably expect a knock on their door from a Census Bureau worker trying to collect their responses in person. Mm -hmm. Or given um, the COVID outbreak, the Census Bureau has made some changes to its operation, including extending the timeline for completing the census. So it's still going on right now. People can still complete the census now through um, August 14th. That deadline has been extended by about two weeks just to reflect that um, things are pretty disrupted right now and people might need a little bit of additional time to get that completed.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess that, that, I think that would be really helpful. Um, I think related question is that we were, you know, the last time we had this conversation, we talked about how teachers and schools were such a, a, a huge resource for making sure kids who, especially kids under five, who are um, one of those difficult to count populations were gonna be really useful. And we've seen around the country that, and, and including our state, m- almost all um, schools and uh, childcare providers being closed. So what does that mean for that hard to count population?
1: You know, it's really unfortunate you're exactly right that teachers and child care providers and pediatricians were all people that all of us were really relying on as being trusted messengers to be able to reach families and make sure that they know um, why it's important to count their kids and where kids should be counted. Um, so it's really putting a damper on a lot of the efforts that people had planned. To make sure that families were responding to the census. You know, some providers were planning to host a census night where families could come and all fill out their questionnaires together. And obviously, now with social distancing, that's not gonna be a possibility. So I think right now, really, what is most important is uh, doing some either, you know, virtual person to person outreach, texting friends and family with young kids, reminding them to fill out their census forms, and reminding them to include. Their kiddos. Um, Also, I think digital outreach has been critically important. It's something that a lot of census advocates are really relying on right now since that person to person interaction is obviously going to be very limited. So you can post on social media about the census. Um, You can uh, follow the Census Bureau on any of their social media platforms and share or retweet any of the materials that they are posting. Mm -hmm. And then and those schools are not meeting in person, um, we do know that a lot of them, them are going to start remote learning in a couple of weeks. Um, I know my husband was just on a call this morning. He's a teacher and they're trying to plan out what that's going to look like for the rest of the school year. And so teachers can still hopefully push that message out, um, do it online instead of face-to-face, and hopefully still emphasize uh, how important the census continues to be and that people can complete it without ever leaving their houses.
0: Um, so I think, you know, when we think about the census, at least until we started talking about it, I always kind of assumed there was like this really long pages and pages of survey that asked very intrusive questions. Can you talk to us about the format and how long it takes and um, what and who needs to complete it? So can I just complete one per my fam, my household? Or should I just do it for my kids and not me and not think about the grandparents in the house? Can you talk to us the format and who needs to complete it?
1: Great question. Um, so every household across the state and across the country needs to complete a census form. And it's just one form per household. So the rule is um, that the Census Bureau goes by is that whoever is living under your roof on April 1st, that's who should be counted and included on your census form Um, in most cases. I think we might see some changes to that with coronavirus, with college students being home, um, but we don't have to get into the weeds on that. Um, But in most cases, whoever is living there as of April 1st should be included on that form, whether that is... Uh, Your sister and her kids who are just staying with you for a couple of weeks while they're looking for a place to live, um, they should still be counted on your household's form, as should grandma and grandpa or nieces and nephews, whoever is living there as of April 1st. Mm -hmm. And as far as um, how long it takes to fill out the form, what types of questions are asked, I think a lot of people like you have that perception that um, the census is going to be this really long, burdensome, personal questionnaire. And the truth is, it's 10 questions. And for most people, it should only take 10 minutes or less to fill out that form. Um, I filled out, being the census nerd that I am, as soon as I got my (laughs) email, I filled it out immediately for my household. Um, And granted, we only have two people living here right now, but it took me less than five minutes to be able to complete that. Mm-hmm. uh it's for the most part uh basic information it asks your name uh your birth date your um uh race or ethnicity it asks do you own or rent your home um very basic information and all information that's collected for very good reasons and so mm-hmm. we just want people to know that this is a pretty simple form to fill out you can easily fill it out while social distancing um and you can take Minutes out of your quarantine, (laughs) and it's something that you'll be helping your community with for the next ten years. So it's a pretty big um, return on investment in terms of the time spent on the form.
0: Mm -hmm. So you talked a little bit about how we are relying on heavily on digital media to get the word out to get people to complete the form. So. Do people just um, have to wait till they get a mail from the Census Bureau to complete the form? Where do people go to um, complete the form?
1: So most households across Colorado should have already received at some point in the last couple of weeks an invitation in the mail um, that has a website that people can go to uh, and a, uh, an identification code that they will enter when they go to the website to be able to access their questionnaire. Uh, That letter should also have a phone number on it in case folks don't have access to the internet. They can also complete the census over the phone. However, um, there are some households that live in rural areas that don't get mail delivered directly to their homes. They might be relying on a P.O. box, for example. Mm -hmm. This does not send these invitations to P.O. boxes. Um, These folks were initially scheduled to have a Census Bureau worker drop off a packet of information and a paper form at their front doors um, beginning right around this time. But because of the concerns for public health and safety, they've now delayed that operation by a couple of weeks, um, and we'll see if it gets delayed even further. But those folks in those rural areas may not have actually received that invitation yet. But the good news is, um, if you haven't received the invitation, even if you don't have that access code that the Census Bureau is sending out, you can still go to Mm my2020census.gov and complete your questionnaire even without that invitation. Okay.
0: Um, So I think, you know, one thing we have touched on, but I just really want to expand on is how. Now, most of the communication um, in the midst of all the craziness around COVID nineteen is going to be on digital. It's going to be person to person. It's a, it's going to be me telling my friends, and and my friends telling their family and their friends. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about you know how young people can make sure that you know maybe they're um, not internet you know, friendly uncle or aunt or make sure they're a friendly neighbor, all of those people get counted? What are the individual things that we can do
1: amidst all of this? That's a great question. And I think young people are going to be really key in this census, just because like you mentioned, we are relying a lot more on digital outreach in the face of the COVID outbreak. Um, and you're right that there are definitely some family members that are not going to be as internet savvy as others. Um, I can think of some in my own family. <laughs> um, and so I think ordinarily I would have said, you know, go over to your family member's house and help them um, fill out their census form online. But of course, now that's not exactly recommended now that we're all supposed to be sheltering in place as much as possible. Um, so one thing to do is just, Talk to those people in your family who might be skeptical about the census. Let them know why it matters. Um, and you can let them know that even if they aren't able to fill it out online right now, eventually, if they haven't responded, the Census Bureau will send a paper form to their home through the mail, and they'll have the opportunity to respond that way. Mm-hmm. Um, not happen for another few weeks while they're still trying to encourage people to respond online or by phone. But I think just continuing to follow up with those family members or friends um, and letting them know uh, why it's so important is going to be critical. And then for other, for young people who have friends or family members who are internet savvy, you know, we can get creative with it. I know a lot of people are doing Zoom happy hours or conference calls with their friends and loved ones right now. Um, You can all do that together and fill out your census form while you're chatting. There are lots of different things I think that people could do um, to get creative and make sure that everybody in their circles um, is is, is going to be counted in the census this time.
0: Yeah. And I think the last thing I want to just emphasize is that like we get very few opportunities to kind of shape our future in such fundamental ways. Um, Collectively as a community, I think, you know, other than voting in um, all the midterm and general elections, I think um, completing the census is just one of the fundamental ways that we make sure that appropriate resources and power is distributed to everybody um so i just want to say thank you uh sarah for making the time and um making me take a break from talking to my plants i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, hopefully we'll
1: talk to you soon and um yeah i appreciate your time all right thank you so much for having me beza stay healthy and tell your plants. i say hi i
0: will all right have a good one (laughs) bye you too I have one of my colleagues to help me with uh, some ads, previous guests of the West Steps. Steph. That's me. (laughs) Who's our sponsor this week?
1: Support for this episode is provided by Effect, a Denver-based digital agency that helps campaigns win elections. Effect supports outstanding candidates and initiatives that are focused on winning their election in order to positively transform communities. Learn more at EFFCT.org. You want
0: to say that last part again? Where dot can people o- go? <laughs>
1: E-F-F-C-T
0: dot O-R-G. That's effect.org. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. To support our work, please visit coloradokids.org. And I'll see you next week.